Episode 53 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from Angry Joe's place. <laughs> Angry, Angry Joe's massive Cloudcast studio on the West Coast. Exactly, our West Coast studio here. Um, so, this one's a little different. Uh, it's four gentlemen around a table with some alcohol. The, the chances of this uh, going horrible, horribly are really, really good at this point. So, real quick... We've got Brian here, as always. Hello, hello. And we've got Angry Joe. Hey there. <laughs> and go ahead and introduce yourself as well, sir. You want to introduce myself? So, Peter Ulander, uh, Vice President over at Citrix, Learning Cloud. Uh, you guys coined me the last time the most interesting man in the cloud, and That's I right. haven't been able to live it down since. Excellent. <laughs> and the cough is back. It is. It is, just for this day. That's right. <laughs> so you're allergic to our show. Probably. <laughs> so Can't blame you. <laughs> so the last time we had you on, Peter, uh, it was about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. And you know, I went back and listened to it, and we spent just an enormous amount of time just talking about like how does open source work, and how do open source distributions work, and what do you do when it's you know you've got a for fee and a non for fee. And you were still with Cloud.com mm-hmm. at the time, and uh, since then, obviously, you guys got acquired by Citrix, mm-hmm. uh, and then you guys went and did some very interesting things around the cloud stack and Apache. Why don't you give us a little bit of background? How, what, what happened? Well, first of all, so what's going on with you guys in Citrix? Because you're still yep. employed by Citrix, but yep. then what's going on with the cloud stack and, and all the yeah, things yeah. around that? So, so it's real easy. The, the, the quick answer is about a year ago we were bought. Um, we were put together with about three other groups, including uh, uh, ZenSource, VMLogix, and a couple of other technology pieces, and we make up the cloud platform team. At Citrix, and that basically means we're providing that whole build your cloud story for Citrix, which is a big part of the overall vision and mission of the company. Um, for a long period of time, and, and we even talked about it. You guys called me out on it with regards to what are we doing with OpenStack, what are we doing with open source. Um, Citrix fundamentally believes that the cloud is being built out of open source technologies. Whether we go all the way back to how Salesforce and Google and Yahoo were built, to even you know just a few years back and looking at the architecture inside of um, uh, Amazon or Rackspace. Fundamentally, the cloud has been driven from open source innovation and open source technologies. And as such, we've been very actively engaged in realizing that service providers, enterprises, businesses, and developers are all doing things in open source. Um, and that's where you want to be with if you want to actually build a sustainable business and build a sustainable platform. Um, working with a number of different foundations, one of the things that we, we, we came to realize was that um, this is probably around the, the, the February, March time frame. The cloud was happening. Customers were picking it up. We were in a position where we were hedging in many ways between CloudStack and OpenStack. Um, and there was this, this pressure to say, make a choice, make a decision. Um, we went back to our core tenants that, you know, proven at scale, truly open foundations, um, uh, you know, completely embracing the developer and the user. And when we, API, actually, before I forget, that's an, an important one, um, API compatibility across multiple cloud stacks, predominantly Amazon at this point. Um, and it was at odds with what we were doing inside of OpenStack. And so we just made the choice to say, look, we're going to take this technology that at the time it built over 100 clouds. Yeah. Um, we had built a fairly robust user community. We had about 30,000 people in our, in our user community. Um, and we went and made the proposal to the Apache Foundation that said, listen, 
we'd like to make this the foundation of the cloud inside of, 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 a, of Apache. Uh, we saw them as being the, the core foundation to go work with. They've been around for many years, driven many successful open source projects. And in the cloud, things like Cassandra, um, Hadoop, et cetera, all of the things that were the foundation for a lot of these big open source clouds was happening inside of the Apache Foundation. So we proposed a project. Uh, and by the middle of April, we became part of the incubation program inside of Apache where we contributed all of the CloudStack code, the CloudStack brand, and everything associated with the project um, to the Apache Foundation, and it's been growing. To date, yeah. we have um, probably about 200, uh, actually, excuse me, we, we have about 250 to 300 developers working on the project. Um, they represent 100 individual companies. Uh, some of them are vendors, um, you know, whether it's Citrix or... or uh, We've got some implementations from Dell, from, from Intel, as well as Juniper and okay. Lightscale working in there. Um, but the bigger thing about the community is actually a lot of customers. So GoDaddy, Spotify, um, uh, SunGuard, you know, all of these guys are now taking active roles in growing the community. So that's been... So they're, write, they're writing new modules, new code, contributing back into yes. the patch. Okay. And they're not only writing code. I mean, we just, um, uh, you, you look at uh, Chip Childers. He's uh, one of the senior guys over at SunGuard responsible for their cloud rollout. He's actually taken a, a seat on our PMC board inside of the Apache Foundation. And the way you do that, um, uh, the voting process is very simple. However much you contribute basically moves you between uh, developer to uh, committer or contributor to actual um, driver of the overall strategy. So we're actually seeing the fact that the, the, the ownership over the CloudStack product today yeah. is about 50% Citrix, 50% outside vendors like SunGuard, and that's actually only, that's growing quickly to pretty soon we'll have maybe a 20% uh, share ownership over the direction of CloudStack inside of Apache. Yeah. So Go ahead. Uh, so the other I, the other week I was having the conversation kind of repeatedly. I want to get your your view on it, but uh, OpenStack has a, has a huge community, a lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of publicity going on around it and around the community, the different contributors, the different companies that are a part of that. Yeah. And uh, and looking at it, if you take that versus CloudStack, CloudStack has actual customers. CloudStack is an actual packageable product. CloudStack has actual support. All these things OpenStack really doesn't have. What is it that's driving all that community around OpenStack? So, I, I mean, Rackspace did a really good job of, of setting up and investing a lot of money to make OpenStack that Linux of the cloud as they position it. They've spent, um, uh, you know, whether it's marketing investment, um, uh, people investment, uh, partner investment, et cetera, um, to drive this. And I, I think when you, you think back to when it first started, Citrix was part of this, Cloud.com was part of this. We were all very much engaged because the vision and the story that they tell is fantastic. It's exactly what I believe the market is evolving to. You know, no vendor lock-in, collaboration of smartest developers, building and moving this stuff forward. But it hasn't materialized into something. Well, you know, two and a half years later, while there's no product, there's a lot of people that bet their jobs on saying OpenStack, OpenStack, OpenStack. And they're doing everything they can to make it happen, which is why we've seen the fracturing of what HP is doing, what Red Hat is doing, what you know many of the other players are doing. So I think it's taken an interesting position with regards to where it is. That said, it's a marketing machine with some of the biggest vendors on it. And some of them are hesitant to move off. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, um, uh, from our perspective, in the last quarter, we've closed five significant deals that were on OpenStack. They'll never go public. They are still in the OpenStack community. They're afraid of the repercussions of saying, yep, we've been talking OpenStack for the last year and a half, but we're just, it, it's not getting there. We need something to get going. So I think there's, there's an interesting uh, 
change happening in the marketplace, and I think we're, we're in a good position to go, go reap that. Um, we struggled with the fact that all the way up until April of this year, we were hedging. We were open stack, right? Um, so, you know, that momentum is built over a long period of time. We're starting from scratch with, uh, with cloud, not scratch, but, I mean, we're, we're starting new with regards to the Apache cloud stack stuff and working on getting these guys forward. The good news is we're almost matching pound for pound the amount of developers working on the projects. We've got a lot of customers engaging, and there's some really interesting um, uh, announcements that'll be coming up with regards to people joining the project. Um, and I think you know we're going to start to see those vendors come over. Uh, the big thing for us is a community driven by users and customers is more powerful than a community driven by a commercial entity. That's not true open source, right? Yeah. But did you just say that CloudStack is that ugly girl that you'll date, but you, your, friend, your friends don't want to find out? You don't want to let that happen? That's what we are. We're the ugly girl in high school that turns into the beautiful hot chick uh, you know, later on down the road. So. <laughs> Should have been nicer back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. the one you go back to your high school reunion and go, dang, yeah. what was so I let, thinking? Let me ask you this. So, When it comes to talking about CloudStack versus OpenStack, and you look at total addressable market of all of this, mm-hmm. right? And so what I'm wondering as well is, at the end of the day, is this a market where at this point in time there still needs to be that kind of infighting and comparisons of everyone, you know, I do this and you do this and I have this and you have this? Or, you know, at the same point in time, is there like, okay, everyone's fighting over a scrap when there's a whole bigger market everyone needs to be going <laughs> after, right? Uh-oh, there's the cough. There's the cough. <laughs> you know what, if I didn't do it at least I asked, you, I asked you the question and the cough came that's out. It, that's it, that's it, that's um, it. Go ahead. <laughs> so the Highlander principle, right? There can be only one has been the yeah. theme since we went and did that. And to be quite honest with you, that's just dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I think about it. So I started an open source back in, in the late 90s with a small company. I've been part of numerous different distributions. And the reality is... There's a lot of room for all of us. We've got to go out and solve for customer problems and do real implementations. And I think that's why we try and shy away from competing, at least verbally uh, sure. or publicly, uh, but, or fighting. I guess it's not even competing, fighting between the groups. Every once in a while, you might get me on a bad day and I'll throw something out there. But, you know, for the most part, it's just not worth the time because the market is massive. Um, people are, are still fairly, fairly slow with regards to getting up to speed. I mean, the market hasn't even started. I think. Dinner's done. No, the podcast is not over. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a buzzer. We didn't just buzz your answer. Keep going. Is, is that the gong you guys are pulling me off stage? Um, no, you're not, you're not the Cisco demo at VMworld. That would, that would have been, and for the listeners, that, that would be Joe's uh, doorbell. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> keep going. But, but, but so the interesting thing that, that I learned up here at VMworld, right, uh, you know, VMware, we've helped just over 100 clouds be built, 100 private clouds be built. It's VMware, right? One of the largest implementers of IT technology in the enterprise, 100 clouds, right? We're sitting there. Um, if I take out all my service providers, we're about the same number. If I add in my service providers, we've got over 150, 160 clouds in production, right? These are the numbers that are, are, are you know, people are putting up on the boards. And I, I would dare you to find other vendors that have the same level of, sure. um, of, of engagement. And how many customers are out there that need clouds? There's a lot of them. We're just in the beginning stages, and I think today it's it's more of a race to solve the market need. And then there's the attention play, absolutely, because top of mind tends to drive business. Yep. Um, but, you know, ultimately we're pretty focused, heads down, close down the customers, and, you know, keep trucking along. So, so, so I mean, you, you've, done a, you've done a lot of a lot of projects. You've worked with a lot of different communities, mm-hmm. right? So, 
you know, one of the things that, and, and I hope we don't turn this thing into an OpenStack, CloudStack thing, but it, yeah. it's always a good kind of reference, right, because people are seeing both. So, you know, you just kind of went through this whole, like, a lot of people are doing this, how many how many developers are working on it. You see yep. various blogs about yep. and And ultimately what people, I think, are doing is they're kind of going, look, What's the um, when it's really new yeah. and, and you're kind of hedging your bets, you just kind of want something that makes you feel comfortable. Like, okay, it's, it's not going to get abandoned. It's not going to be whatever. Right. So... You, you made some, you made a comment that kind of kind of got me interested. So you said like a lot of your developers are basically people using the product, right? Mm-hmm. And people using the product and, and you know being a vendor, you run into this all the time where you think you sort of know what's right, and then you take it to market, and the customers go, eh, I don't know. But you've got something that customers, people that are living with the product, are, mm-hmm. are putting code back into. And maybe you compare that against something like OpenStack, right? Where I mean, you can look at who's contributing. It's the vendors that mm-hmm. are building it. You know, based on what you've seen with previous projects, how does that tend to play out? I mean, I, like your obvious thing might say, like, well, users know users are going to drive the best things. I mean, is that at this stage, can you make any sort of judgments like that? Or is it just, you know, listen to people that are building it and keep plugging along? And so, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're early days now. Yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, at, at cloud.com, we were late to the market, right? When we launched, um, there were a number of projects already out there. vCloud was announced. There was yeah, Open Nebula, Eucalyptus. Um, uh, even what's his name, Reuven up in, in oh, Canada, yeah. and his 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 um his anomaly, Spot Cloud, uh, Spot anomaly, Cloud. Yeah. These guys already had product, and I think one of the ways that we came in, I mean, we, at the time we were thirteen guys in a closet going, do we have something? The way we continued to grow our business was constantly listening to customers, understanding their needs, and helping drive that back into the product. That just tends to be my normal inclination for how you build a product strategy. When I look at my time, um, MontaVista is another great story in the sense that, you know, most people don't know about MontaVista, but this is the OS that was in your Sony TV and your smartphone. It's actually the foundation of what Android is based on. Okay. They're using a lot of the old code um, that came out of MontaVista. Well, you know what? We were a company. We had a lot of really smart people, but the guys that were contributing back were the Nokias, the Ericsons, the Motorola's, et cetera. Not the vendors trying to resell it. The vendors trying to implement it and use it in the products that they're delivering. That's why we were successful. The same thing happened at Cobalt, right? <laughs> we were on the vendor side, not the project side. This is the early days of uh, the Linux kernel and what Linus was doing. And, you know, it was on MIPS. It was on, on x86. It was all over the place. We had the guys that were doing a lot of the MIPS-based uh, development because it made sense for us. So we got engaged in that way, yeah. commercialized it, brought it back into our product, and went and made it successful. So I think there's a powerful thing to have customers in your community because it's a vested interest. Yeah. They are helping you define their needs in order to move forward. And the reality is, you know, this is that, that, that waterfall story, right? You go get the beachhead in an industry, and then everybody else goes and does it. Why? Because you clearly solve for one guy. You're going to solve for everybody else. Well, if you go in from a customer perspective and they help you solve for their need, you can basically start <coughs> to, to roll that out to, yeah. to other areas in the segment. And so let me ask you this, because you, you kind of rolled it into your answer earlier, but I, I kind of wanted to elaborate on it a little more. So one thing I, I really see right now with all of the open cloud products is where are the business requirements necessarily coming from and where are the feature requirements coming from that are wrapping into evolution of the software over time? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to pick on the developers overly much, but you know, at times you have a inmates running the asylum right. of, I want to do this because it's really, really cool versus this is a good business value, right, to mm-hmm. the product as a whole. And 
Is that something that you're seeing, and, is, and how is that being corrected over time? Yeah, I think a lot of the vendors out there are they're, they're making their way through that, that that spot right now, where um, you know they're, they're making that rough call between what do I think is cool and what do customers think is cool. And I think you know in the next couple of years, months, what have you, we're probably going to see some people take a dive. Um, they might have the best technology for an isolated. Um, uh, build out, but at the end of the day, it didn't necessarily meet what customers' needs were. Um, I started my career, you know, I, I started my career in the, in the, the mid '90s. I worked for Symantec, and I had the most interesting job in the company because my job, um, coming out of school of all places, I worked for the CEO, and my job was basically go talk to our customers, write down what they're saying, bring it back in, and let me beat the crap out of the product teams to tell them they're doing it wrong. That became, in, in, you know, ingrained in my nature for how I hear about products. I think Joe just found his job description. Yeah, no, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a great. <laughs> it was a great job in, in the sense that, you know, taking that market-driven development user-led development becomes really powerful. Now, that was in a proprietary software technology. Open that up and say not only, hey, what are your needs, but having somebody come in and say, hey, these are my needs, and by the way, I built this. Um, we have a company uh, in, in, in Los Angeles um, that many people are very aware of, and we've grown up with them. Um, the porn industry? Uh, no, not the porn industry. Okay. <laughs> this would be the exact opposite of oh, the porn right. industry. Um, but a great example there is, you know, these guys were, were big chef users, um, we had done a little bit of integration with the ops code guys. They came in and said, here's your knife plug-in, here's this, here's this, go for it. Right? Just handed it over. They'd spent, you know, they, and they've got more engineers on the project of rolling out and managing our cloud than we at the time had engineers building our product. They basically dedicated them to, be, to build a piece and come back and contribute it. Um, GoDaddy, uh, you know, we love them, we hate them, right, for, for numerous reasons. Um, but from a technical development perspective, they have one of the, the brightest engineering teams on the planet that have done phenomenal stuff that our engineers didn't even begin to think was possible. And they come back and handed it over to us to say, you know what, we think this is useful. We'd like for to have you to uh, sustain it. So, I mean, both on the private side as well as the public cloud side, it's new feature functionality. It's bullet testing. It's not, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to fix your documentation or we're going to do some bug fixing. We get that too. Um, but we're getting full feature functionality, and now we're starting to see additional vendors join our project. Um, you know, I mean, uh, a cool one that, that I always have fun with, actually two cool ones that, that I've seen join us recently, the, um, the Basho guys are doing a lot of things around React in, um, in uh, uh, CloudStack. Talk about cool. We've got a massive gap around uh, storage. We've got some, you know, there's interesting things around developer tools. They've got great mind share. The team is extremely talented and bright. They're in there doing stuff just because. Um, not because we went in and, and tried to engage them. In the same sense, you, you talked about Cloud Foundry being up yeah. here at uh, 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 VMware. You got the Tier 3, the Active State guys, all basically in doing stuff not only in our community, but helping us market, helping us package, and actually create solutions that are re very relevant to the customer base. So we, so we were talking before we started, we turned the recorder on, and, and you know, we were kind of joking around. You know, we're recording this in San Francisco when VMware's going on, and and uh, you know the whole sort of the industry's getting weird because uh, you know what side of VMware do you stand on? There's a lot of different announcements, and tell it tell the folks what you were telling us. Like the I think a lot of times the perception, and, and I don't know necessarily where it comes from, but you know whether it comes from 
you know, a, a George Reese saying you need to build applications differently, or it's a Randy Bias saying you know you got to build out everything sucks. Build it my way. Yeah, everything. No, it's not. It's not. It's not build it my way. But it's like yeah. you know you're gonna, you're gonna way. you're gonna yeah, build yeah. the new way, yeah. right? Um, you were talking about like you've you know you're, you're getting into the enterprise market. You've got customers that have yeah. you know existing applications. Like talk about yeah. what that is for you guys because it's not just. You know, you know, Basho and MongoDB right, right, and right. all the cool stuff. It's that all maybe the is, is cool in San well. Francisco, but it's not. No one it's else. Not, knows not, not, not cool anywhere else. Uh, wait, the Basho yeah, guys. It, I thought they were. It's, and, and real quick too, like OpenStack was mentioned at the uh, keynote today. Yeah. it was one of those like the joke on Twitter. I think it was was Ben put up there. It was like uh, I think three people in the audience. It knows twenty thousand probably knows yeah. what OpenStack is, right? It, it's coming from a very different audience, and so you were talking about your your VMware. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it, right? well, not so just tell us VMware, about but 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 the market. I think uh, you know, and, and and this is something I've learned. Shoot, I think all of us probably can relate to that. If you go into a business and say you want to be in the cloud, great, rip all this stuff out, build all this stuff new, go do that. They're going to look at you like you're insane. They have one finger they want to show you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not a nice one. It's not a thumbs up. It's not a like. It's not a like. <laughs> oh. But, but, but so, so you can't go in and say this is a replacement strategy. You've screwed up all to, to date. There's no way you'll ever get there. If you want to move forward, rip and replace. It's got to be adaptive. It's got to be evolutionary. You know, and for us, it's not sexy because... Who wants to be an evolutionary trend? But the reality is you have to build that bridge from the old to the new because it looks like a really big gap to the guys that are building this stuff. And, and so when we built CloudStack, one of the things we recognized is there's, there's two workloads. There's your cloud workload. The guys that are doing stuff on Amazon, they're building it the new way. They're doing all the, the CouchDB, the, 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 the Bash Show, the, you know, the, all the, the, the cool uh, Cloud Foundry stuff. And then you got the guys that say, you know what, I just want to run Exchange or I want to run this uh, SAP app or I want to run all the stuff that might not be, for the, for the majority of us, cloud-like keeps or cloud-ready. Keeps it's not sexy, but it runs the business, <laughs> right? But, it, but it's interesting then. So we viewed it in the sense that there's two workloads, new cloud workload, traditional workload, and we're going to build an abstraction usage layer that sits on top of that that has the ability to manage both of those. And a little over a year ago, we announced the fact that, you know, we're, we're going to support um, uh, vSphere. We're going to build this platform on top of that. We're going to do all the orchestration and all the pieces that vCloud does. We're going to do better on top of vSphere. And for many of these enterprises, they want to, they you know, dabble in both. So they have the two implementations. If you come in and say, well, use vCloud for this and use XYZ for that, they've got two environments. We can actually come in and say, build it workload appropriate and we'll give you an interface that basically gives you self-service, automation, um, the right interface for your users, the, 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 the basic standards that you need to go build your cloud. That's been tremendous for us. And the same, get a drink. Where's the bartender? Here it comes. Where's, yeah, I'm almost dry. Um, but, you know, that's been tremendous for us in the sense that we see a lot of VMware customers running on top or running CloudStack on top of um, uh, vSphere. And, you know, we were a, a top-level uh, TAP partner. We've, you know, for as, as well as we can, we partner as much as we can with VMware. We've got a better relationship with EMC. Um, but, you know, we've, we've recognized that there is a user base there. We can build a solution that solves a need and deliver it. And it doesn't come in and say, hey, take out what you know, learn all the new stuff. It says, we're going to give you that gradual baby steps, right? I, I always picture that, what about Bob? 
you know, tied to the sailboat. I'm sailing. I'm yeah. sailing. <laughs> right? That's what it is, you know, for, for, and you for the guys. And when, you, and when you do that, so, I mean, I'll, I'll put this into a little bit of context. So Aaron and I have dabbled a little bit with OpenStack. He's been playing with it a little bit, some of the Rackspace stuff. But we went to... Uh, we went to one of the meetups over in Raleigh, back in back where we're at, and we were watching the dude talk about OpenStack, and he's like, "Yeah, I run it on KVM, blah blah blah," and from the the OpenStack console, from from you know the whole man, it was like, "How do you migrate stuff? Where's the where's the thing to migrate stuff? Where's the thing to do high availability?" Right. When when you guys do say uh, ESX in CloudStack. Can you still get access to all the yep. sort of HA, the V-Motion, and all that kind of stuff? I mean, so, so that's the other thing, and this starts to talk about how you build for the cloud. In cloud stack proper, right, yeah. so regardless of what hypervisor you're running it on, you're going to get HA. You're going to get, you know, DR capabilities. You're going to get snapshots. You're going to get block storage and object store. You're going to get... Um, uh, VPN. You're going to get all so the things. So you're not trading. You're not trading cool for reliability, yeah, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so we have a lot of that core functionality in there. In some cases, it might be something that we had to build brand new to run on top of KVM and and, and Zen Server. In some cases, we're saying, hey, you've got V vSphere, you know, V Motion, V Shield, all that stuff. We're going to let you use that. And basically just abstract it up and help you manage it on an easier way. So set your policies, set your controls. <laughs> will be your end user interface to go deliver that. And that's helped. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny. We, uh, 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 Mark, uh, you know Mark, 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 Mark Hinkle, Hinkle. Um, our community guy, at one point he sat there, he goes, you know what the best part about our product is? You know, it's one of those, don't do what the cool kids do, do what the rich kids do. Right, and that is, you know, don't do something for the That's purpose of awesome the fact quote. that. It, 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 no, it's. It, are you kidding? Mark has some of the best one-liners out there. But but if you think about it, it's absolutely true. Don't join a community because it's cool. Don't build a feature because it's cool. Don't do all of this stuff just because you think it's a great idea. Because, you know, you're probably a one percenter. Ninety-nine percent of the population might go, yeah, not not really relevant to me. Um, so find out what those guys need, and you're going to build a good business. So let me ask you this. So this goes way back to we actually had George Reese on a long time ago. And, and when he was talking about his product, he, he kind of had that conversation of, okay, when you're talking to multiple products, you have a choice. You can go to least common denominator mm -hmm. or you can go super deep in all of those products, right? And so when you're dealing with multiple hypervisors under the cover, it sounds like you are trying to provide a level of product parity if you will, between all the hypervisors as opposed to like maybe picking one and going with it. Uh, explain a little bit about that multi-hypervisor strategy and how you're doing things so, like so that. So th there's some extent, I mean, you have to build to a, to a lowest common denominator, right? Everybody calls it the hypervisor abstraction layer. Every hypervisor does the same thing, right? Start, stop, reboot, destroy, boom. If that's all you do, yep. you, you haven't built much of a product, and there are companies that have done exactly that. Um, so the first step is abstract at the common layer, right? In fact, we do we do bare metal, so you know what you have to be able to do that on bare metal as well, right. um, and then start building <laughs> in that functionality on top, right? Um, at some point, you recognize that certain architectures are going to be built workload specific. So you know it's great that we got HA and DR and firewalling and all that other stuff, but you know what? Somebody might have their own load balancing because they want to integrate with F5 or they want to integrate with, uh, with, with Cisco with, or Hatchbox. Do we have a product? Yeah, yeah, right. Or yours. So, yeah. Exactly. So you, you have to be able to build that flexibility into the product because at the end of the day, you know whether it, I, I, I gave you guys that thing that Scott gave me the joke. Hey, we'll put in 300 configs so we can you know make your comfort your users more comfortable. 
unfortunately, customers want a lot of that flexibility because they've got that stuff in place. So, you know, you, you've got to be able to integrate with NetApp because you know what? NetApp has some kick-ass storage uh, protocols that people want to use, especially in the enterprise or F5 or NetScaler or what have you. And just sit and say, well, that's not Amazon-like. Go take a look at Amazon's architecture. They're one of Citrix's biggest customers around networking. Clearly, something that we've done in NetScaler is important to Amazon or Google or Apple or all of these companies out there, right? So, I mean, the thing is, recognize where you can build the core functionality and in the opportunity to replace it, let that happen. We do that with um, the, the how, right? So, standard hypervisor abstraction. Um, if you happen to run Zen Server, and this is this is because we have to be part of Citrix, if you want to interface with some of the core Zen Server features, we're going to expose that and get rid of that fu- that HAL functionality in our product. If you are running VMware and you're running a 100% VMware cloud, you know what? You don't need all of our stuff. We're going to give you access to all of the uh, the vSphere capabilities, and I think that resonates really well with the uh, the customers that are implementing this and you know I've, I've heard it before oh that's all the IT ops guys they don't know what's talking or what they're talking about not true most of the guys that are implementing the, this, these core functionalities they're actually the, the the developers because we're still that we're still at that stage in the market where it's the cloud in the corner IT hasn't fully bought off on this um, and you know 60 to 70 maybe 80 percent of the clouds out there are the cloud in the corner built by the guy that you know 10 years ago was building quake servers for Linux now he's building you know cloud in the corner for other stuff that's what it is that's who, who the market is it's that bottoms up approach yeah. as, as somebody who got busted uh, at IBM running a doom server in IBM global services exactly. I can appreciate that yeah um, <laughs> so, 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 so you're the reason IBM went Linux yes. right <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, uh, so you mentioned Mark Hinkle, and we're kind of getting towards, well, you know, if no other reason, sometimes we say we're getting to the end of the show. We're both at the bottom of a glass, so we may, we yeah, may, wrap, it we may wrap it up. Yeah, last Joe, Joe provided us a bartender. So yeah, so it's private security. This, yeah. is, this is the Posh podcast. So, so, let me, so let me ask one more question, and we'll sort of wrap this up. Um, I'll be the most hated man in the club. Thanks for the security. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Mark Hinkle. Uh, yeah. Mark's your community manager. Yeah. Mark does... Uh, an awesome job, and I'm not kissing his ass. Mark does an awesome job running this thing called like Build a Cloud. It's like day yeah. in the cloud, build a cloud. Oh, he runs an all day webinar. Runs an all day webinar. He goes all over the world, but he does it. You know, you can just sign up and watch it on you know Citrix Code Meeting and all that other stuff. Um, so two things about that that were kind of interesting to me. One, it's not an all day commercial for CloudStack. Not it's, at all. It's uh, it's it's uh, SAF for storage. I mean, it's like it's like all the kind you of red mod- in there. It's like every it's like every modern <laughs> open, sta- open source technology. Yeah. You guys kind of run through the stack: storage, yeah. networking, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, so I'll kind of give you a plug. That's very very cool. Mark does that. The things are free. Um, we got a bunch of folks, and we're still trying to figure out who listens to the show. But we got a bunch of folks who are nobody. exactly uh, yeah, it might be nobody th- that are trying to figure out like how do I start using this stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, the good news is, you know, we're starting to see some of the open source distribution. I mean, obviously, you're in the distributions, but we're starting to see guys, you know, it's just on a, it's on a USB stick. I can right. stick in, I can stick in right. a VM. What's the best way if somebody wants to start playing with CloudStack or CloudStack plus SAF plus yeah. some, what's the best way to kind of just start in your home lab, on your laptop, what, so, you know, for so, so the big thing is that active learning thing and the, yeah. the, the build a cloud days have been phenomenal for just educating people on the different layers 
and the different ecosystem partners that are playing inside of um, you know at least the community that we're building. And in yeah. some cases, they might be controversial, right? We've, right? we've had OpenStack at our Build a Cloud days. We've had Red Hat. You know, I mean, we compete on a virtualization layer. We've had them at our, our um, uh, Build a Cloud days. We're looking forward to having some of the, the VMware guys um, because you've got to educate people yeah. first. Next is give them access to the tools. And I, I kind of gave you grief when, when you said, where can I get CloudStack? You know what? We've got plenty of ways. Um, we've got that automated um, DevOps model for deploying CloudStack if that's what you want, whether you want it on a USB stick or just download and install on your systems. We've got, we've got enthusiasts who've documented building their cloud in the garage, right, with uh, you know, three servers, some storage, and God right. knows what they're doing on this thing. I don't need a cloud in my garage, but <laughs> it's cool that they've done it. Um, they've got detailed documentation for how they've done that. We've got our DevStack product which basically gives people a private demo environment that is run in a VM on your laptop if you want to start developing on it. But I think the biggest thing, and, you know, love us or hate us, we did a great job closing down on, on a lot of uh, service providers out there, right? It can be, it can be regional guys, um, the Logic Works, the, the Contigix of the world, to some of the bigger global providers. They're all running CloudStack public clouds. That basically means that the same way that you'll swipe a credit card on, on Amazon, you can do that with one of our customers and get instant access to our implementation, not just that, hey, I can launch a VM, but you can actually go into the guts and start understanding how to play with this stuff. So there's, there's a lot of that that goes out there. The biggest thing we always tell our customers or yep. our partners or our developers, go join the developer list in Apache. Go come, you know, come to cloudstack.org. We try and make everything as transparent, including the next year's roadmap so everybody can see what we're working on. Yep. We're not going to hide it. Um, and if you have a great idea, by the way, we had a customer um, from Japan say, hey, integrate with Riverbed because we want their load balancer. I know they're a competitor. Great. We sent a note to Riverbed. They're in the community now working on how do I do this. That's where everything is happening. And it's all happening in the open, which is just, that's what makes it cool. Yeah, sure, that's cool. It goes faster. Yeah, so so I know Brian said last question, but I'm going to ask you one more. Absolutely. So I'm here all night. <laughs> <laughs> to, or at least to, until to, you're done with your booze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to take yeah. us a while. <laughs> So, tell us a little bit more about about the community involvement from a vendor perspective. Because mm -hmm. VMware joined OpenStack <laughs> the other day, and that was you know the big kerfuffle on Twitter, right? And so, how do you see vendor involvement with the CloudStack project? Mm -hmm. And not necessarily compared. You know, I don't. I'm not trying to make this a versus OpenStack, but just no, concentrate just, just on the CloudStack aspect, right? Vendors are important, um, and I think. You know, this this is that point I made before. We have over 100 vendors that are actively participating in our community. I think at the time that we launched, I, uh, you, you do something where you're going to go against the grain and pull away from OpenStack. I'll tell you, there, there's a lot of heavy discussions that go around that. Um, we set the bar uh, at what we thought was aggressive to say maybe we can get 25 partners to come with us. Um, we had 67 people sign up and say, we're with you. We love this. This is a great idea. And they were vendors, right? And they ranged everywhere from, you know, the Instratuses and the right scales and the, the scale extremes of the world to the large um, Intels and, and Junipers, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the name? Now you got me all flustered. I don't even know what the company's name. We, 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 it, was, it was one of those where I think, you know, to name them all would be the best um, to give a few people credit. That just sucks. Yep. Um, it's just grown from there. Uh, we have run into those, you know, the, the ugly girlfriend in high, high school. In fact, I was talking to Gartner today. Uh, I won't name who because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but their, their comment was very, very direct. 
you've got a lot of big vendors that are really happy with CloudStack. They're engaged. They're participating. They're afraid to say they're going with you because they've dedicated something, whether it be to OpenStack, Eucalyptus, VMware, or one of the other players out there. And they're like, they've been you know, pounding that drum for so long, they're afraid to go, go deviate. But we know that they're doing stuff with you guys, which is really cool. And I think over the next year, you're gonna, we're going to expect to see a lot of that stuff become more public. Um, and, you know, that's good because big vendors are going to go where customers are. And, you, and when I go back to my initial thing with where our community has been built from, our community has been built from customers developing. So when Cisco or Dell or whomever go into BT and BT goes CloudStack, it's done, right? When you go into Spotify, CloudStack. How do you argue with that? It's it's there. Um, and you better figure out if you want to be more than that lowest common denominator, figure out how you can add value to it. You add value by joining that community and engaging in the, in the conversation. And I think that's that's what's driven a lot of that stuff for us. We're going to have to roll back bits from the last episode with Peter because I believe he only coughs when Aaron talks. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> I, but he was, you, you were on vacation. So you yeah, were yeah, on vacation. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even on the It was like the yeah. ghost of Aaron. But I, but so, that was, so real quick aside, that was back when we edited it. Yeah, and I edited that one. I so appreciate I, it. You know, that was that was a long edit process. There was a quick one point We don't edit anymore. Yeah. This no, is no, going no, out as it. is. That's, that's fine with me. I hope you got. There was at one point in that in that session. I think I had all the water out on the table and I drank it all. Yeah. And I kept coughing. I said, "Excuse me." I, I cracked a beer while we're talking. So I'm I'm happy we've upgraded. Yeah. Uh, and the cough has yeah. gone down a little bit. So, well, listen, man, we should we should wrap this up. Yep. So, uh, so two things. Uh, to Angry Joe Onasek for hosting us. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers. And providing security at the door and a bartender. Yeah. All and for for us to uh, sit around a table and talk. Just for and a podcast. And, and to not only uh, the most interesting man in the cloud, but as our as our good friend Christian Riley likes to say, the most interesting man to drink with. Appreciate hey, there you go. Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. We're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap the show up. Aaron, you want to take us home? Absolutely. So we're out of time for this week. So, Joe, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you and where you can be found? I don't do much, but when I do something, it's on uh, www.definethecloud.net. Very cool. And Peter? Well, so I, I'm easily found at, at Ulander and an occasional blog here or there. Most of our stuff goes up on uh, cloudstack.org. Awesome. Great. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet. Or on the web at thecloudcast.net, where you can find links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and links to iTunes, Stitchers, and TuneIn. So, for everyone here, thank you for listening.